Hey guys, I'm Amanda Forster. I'm the owner, founder, and head goalkeeping coach of the Richmond Goalkeeping Academy. Welcome to Coffee and Leadership with Pros. This is episode one. Today, we go through an awesome talk with NWSL Pro, North Carolina Courage goalkeeper, Sam Leshnack, who also is our co-head goalkeeping coach here at RGA. And a few months ago when we recorded this episode, we had an awesome, awesome question come up from one of our kids in the academy. And it was an observation that she and some of our other goalkeepers made from a clinic that was done weeks before. And the question was, hey, how can you coach Amanda and you coach Sam still be friends and disagree on so many things? That's an amazing topic to have and just a leadership skill set. We don't get along with everybody, newsflash. But anyways, listen on as we talk about quite a few different things regarding that question and how we answered that for our academy player and talk a little bit of how we deal with failure and overcome it. In this episode, we also would like to highlight our amazing coffee shop and coffee of choice, the local cup. If you train with us, it is a two minute drive from our field. Pick a cup up for to go like we do, or go ahead and while we're training your kids, go enjoy some relaxation and an amazing cup of coffee, the local cup. Enjoy this episode. good that kind of triggered something in me so I'm just gonna say it yeah right now how how do you find yourself how do you find yourself good this is good yes okay I learn from it because beating myself up behind closed door what's that gonna do to me how how much good is that gonna do to to beat myself in the ground it's not because now I'm making it a part of my identity and when I make it a part of my identity I can't move on because I think of myself as a failure Whereas if it's a verb, it's an action. It's something I did. Now I'm going to do another action. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to do another action after that. And I'm gonna, this time, I'm going to try again based on what I learned. It's that 1% we're looking for, that Sam and I are looking for to get you out of your comfort zone. But darling, oh my, my, I'm feeling so fly up in the zone now. I'm like a golden crown and high up in the sky. Coach Amanda here at the Richmond Goalkeeping Academy. Samantha Lashnack with the NC Courage. Yep, and this is Coffee and Leadership with Pros. Yes, it is. So this is our first episode of our podcast slash video podcast. And it was really cool because we were we just did camp uh, at Labor Day weekend, so about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was training one of our um, RGA goalkeepers who attended that camp with us and uh, they made it like a really interesting observation uh, based on a few of our elite goalkeepers and apparently on the sideline during a water break it came up how is Amanda coach Amanda and coach Sam still friends but they argue so much and I was like I love that topic I think it's so awesome because I don't know about you but when I was 15 16 years old if I fought with my friend like Sometimes that meant like, oh my gosh, we're never friends again. I don't know. How about you? Of course. We were laughing about this topic because it's true. Because if you have a conflict with somebody, it means you have a problem with somebody. And whether you're a guy or a girl, you face those things differently. 
whether it's a fist fight or whether it's just avoiding that girl. Um, but the way that Amanda and I took it was it's growth. And it's, yeah. we were talking about it, it was a good conversation. But one thing that it led to was we know each other's hearts. Yes. We both know that we're here to help. We're here to help each other. We're here to help the kids. And we will all have disagreements because we have different backgrounds. But it doesn't mean that it's boom, done. No. It means that we're going to work it out. And it's great that we have different perspectives because it means we have a lot to work with. But just don't take it personal. Yeah. 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 And I think that's that's so important. I mean, I know for me, most of my life, you know, if, if a coach or a person, you know, told something straight to me, it was like, easy to get offended, easy to go, oh my gosh, you know, um, this friendship's over, or, you know, oh my gosh, they hate me, or they don't like me, and, you know, I don't know, like, how did you overcome that? Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah. This is pretty cool, because the way we thought about doing this mentorship with pros, or coffee with pros, what we call it, is... Just because we were talking over dinner, and I was like, that's funny because when I was playing for UNC, for the Tar Heels, I remember our sports psychologist came in. She would come in every so often, we would do group activities, and a lot of times she would have us all in a circle, all like 30 of us girls, and we would talk about things, and on this occasion, she, she was saying like, Let's talk through some of the conflicts that you guys have been having. And each girl would say their piece. And it was a pretty open floor. I mean, we all had our backs. We all had each other's backs. We knew we wanted to go to a national title. So it was just a means to an end. I know that you're always going to be there with me. So we got to be able to work together. And when people were just saying, you know, I feel offended when you tell me, Sam, get back or whatever tone it was in. And at first it was about the tone, but sometimes when you're playing, you it's in the moment. It's in the moment. And oh, you, yeah. And it's, it's a little hard. But it got to a point, and one of my friends, uh, let's just call her Barb, she was like, guys, you just need to realize that we're all on the same team, we're all on the same mission, and you just can't take it personal. Just yeah. take it as coaching. I mean, yeah. just take it as... Just take it as information and just realize she's got your best interests at heart and let's move on. And it was almost groundbreaking for all of us women because we were like, you know, like our egos like went down and because women have egos and we were like, okay, I can do that. Like, that's fine. Like, I know I'll get yelled at by Barb and I know that I'll get passive aggressiveness from, from, I don't know, Phoebe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But you just have to, you know, kind of adapt to that stuff. And then it you will be amazed by the peace and just so much more fun. Because I cannot tell you how many times Phoebe would do something and I would know her temperament. I would know that she would be passive aggressive. And I would just, I'll start laughing in my head. I wouldn't get mad, but I, I would expect it. Yeah. And honestly, I became a better teammate because... I knew how people would react. It's just a part of, about being a team, but just be the better man, be the better woman, and just know people's hearts. We all want to win. Yeah. So, yeah, I think one of the the really one of the biggest things for you and I, honestly, is um, we're both strong-willed. 
<laughs> Both yeah. hard-headed, opinionated, and we know that about each other. And it's like, I'm going to disagree on some things with you. You're going to disagree on some things with me. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, there's a lot of things that we do agree on. And, and a lot of things that we add value to each other's lives. And it's just, you know, picking those battles, wouldn't you say? Like, yeah, just definitely. like, okay, you know, I need, I need to lower my ego just a little bit because you actually got a good point. You know, save or, that one. I, 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 mess, I mess it up, and I'm probably things that I've said, you know, while coaching or whatever. It's, I imagine it's been the same for you. It's like never thought of it that way. And I think when yeah. we move from that spirit of um, being on the offense to the spirit of being a teammate and being a friend and playing on offense, I guess you could say, and instead yeah. of being offended or. I don't know how to phrase that, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know, um, it just allows us to be more coachable as teammates to each other. And that that's ultimately how you win. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I respect about the program that Amanda's created is just that she's teaching you how to be good people too. And part of that is you know you need to know how to communicate with people. So sports is amazing for this. Soccer is amazing for this. A goalkeeper, you're going to be talking to your teammates. And if you can do so effectively, you're going to be a really influential person and honestly set you up, set yourself up very well moving forward. So if you're thinking about that, just think people's intentions are always good until they prove you wrong. That could be a, 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 I'm not saying we know every single thing here, but just from what we've learned in our careers is if you have to confront somebody about something, do it conversational. Yeah. Just say, Amanda, like, can I talk to you about something? Sure. And just make it open-ended and then just say how you're feeling. Like, one of the things that you said to me really bothered me, um... And this is why it bothered me. And then Amanda can kind of understand. And then we can kind of work through it. And it's just like, if it's in the moment, could you not do that? Could you maybe do it this way? Yeah. Something like that. Just talk through it. I've had plenty of conversations with outside backs. You know, you know everybody. Because you're a team. You're trying to work together. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. We're all trying to get better at both strengths and weaknesses, but in the meantime, communication can make up for that. Yeah, 100%. I think um, the biggest thing, like you said, the back line is it's so easy to get offended when your back line's not listening to you. Yeah, and then you yeah. shut off. You yeah. become passive aggressive like, okay, I guess it's up to me now. Yeah. Which, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> now I'm just going to scream at you more. You get no nice compliments. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you need them. You need you your need team. Yeah. And sometimes if it's too much for your team, the answer is not to yell back at them. The answer is to calm them down. Yes. And how can we solve this? Maybe bunker it in a little bit. Maybe yeah. they're too athletic for our team. Maybe pull some people back. Whatever it is, like you are the quarterback of your team. You are, whether you're the captain or not, you are the tone of the team. I really like yes. that saying. Like, yes. You know, so your voice matters. So just, I'm glad that we got that question asked. Yeah. Because it's so important. It is, it is. And it actually, like, it blew me away because it was like, 
you know, I'm always trying to be self-aware of my body language and what I'm communicating to other people, but I have my weaknesses too. And I thought it was interesting um, that they, the kids saw that. And the first thing I asked one of our goalkeepers who brought it up was, well, what did you guys come to the conclusion of on the sidelines? Before you brought it up to us, what, what did you guys like walk away with after you observed that? And it was just, you can still be friends and disagree and work through it. And really, that's just, that's part of being a leader. That's part of being mature in anything you do is n- not trying to find the faults in everybody, but find ways to help each other and right. to add value to each other's lives. Uh, be solution-oriented, right? I mean, because there are many times where I've probably, you you know, were offended by something I said or you may, may have been perceived wrong, and it's like, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. What did you really mean by what you say that? And I, and I think I've done that too in our friendship as well. And that that has helped us understand where we come from, and maybe we just communicate differently. But when when we really get down to it, you and I speak a lot of the same things, just in our own way of expressing it. Right? Right. Can you say? Right. Yeah. And this might be revelational knowledge to some of you, maybe some women, but. All of your, all of your teammates on your team, they don't have to be your best friend. Mm. You just have to respect them. Yeah. You just have to respect their opinion. Listen to their opinion. Maybe work through a thing or two. You don't have to love them in all parts of their life and accept who they are, like in every single category. That's what makes all of us so great when we're different. Yeah. Is I just respect the thing. Like I respect Amanda enough to have a, an adult conversation. <laughs> And talk through things because, of course, sometimes she's like, all right, maybe less of this, a little bit more of this. (laughs) And I'm like, great, got it. And sometimes I say the same thing to her, even though it's her academy. And I'm I'm on, you know, some hollow ground there, but I have an opinion too, and she could take it or leave it. But she respects me enough to listen to it. And I think, too, in many respects... I value the person you are on the field and off the field. And I know that I don't know everything there's to know. And you have different perspectives from your experiences, just as I have different perspectives. And that if I'm too arrogant to listen to other people's perspectives, I'm, I've shut off learning and I'm just going to go backwards in life and as a coach. And there have been many things that you've said that I'm like, man, I never saw it that way. Let's give it a try. Let's see if, it's, see if it works. You know, I don't know everything. And I think the more we can do that as players to our coaches and knowing that to each other, the more we can grow together as a team and a unit. Wouldn't you say, Toe? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's really cool. So you said something that I really thought was interesting, which was um, how can you <laughs> how can you have different opinions and maybe not agree with somebody like on the field, but still I wouldn't say tolerate them, but respect them as a teammate. How, how's, you know, how's that helped you in your experience playing and how have you done that? Like, how do you shut out the noise in your brain of what they're doing that speaks so loudly or annoys you or frustrates you, or maybe you don't agree with, but you still love them anyways. What would you recommend to somebody? I'm going to go back to think the best. Always think the best. I was just talking to Amanda and I might be stepping on some toes here, and forgive me in advance, but sometimes your parents will say something 
and it becomes your opinion of them. Mm. And I would really, I would really um, have your, like your parents are really good influences in your life. But sometimes it's a, like, I, okay, I'm just going to say sometimes my dad said things and I was like, dad, I don't know if you should say that. Like, you can't say that. Like, that's my teammate, you know? Yeah. And I think you need to kind of keep, keep it sacred on the field because if you're really serious about accomplishing a goal together, you can't have a second, like, you can't have, like, a hatred opinion about somebody um, that you're working with. Like, keep that kind of sacred. Like, keep your opinion of them sacred. Hold that relationship between you and them and don't let other things dictate it. Maybe you could filter it, see if it's of value. Um, but have relationships with people so that you really know them. Um, there are people that I play soccer with right now and I don't agree with all of their beliefs. So I just don't think about all their beliefs. I just think about all the things I really like about them. And at the end of the day, we're playing soccer. Yeah. We're playing soccer. So, um, and if you can't agree about something on the field, hey, I need you to tuck in at this moment. No, I can't tuck in at this moment because I'm too out of position and I'm always going to be too out of position. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, you be the better man as a goalkeeper. Or if you're watching this and you're not a goalkeeper, you be the better man. You adapt. And honestly, that'll come back to you in your character. And people will want to work for you because you are always adapting, working to make a situation, make a goal attainable for the team, for the team, for yeah. the team, for the team. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. That's good. Yeah. What is, um, so you're playing pro. Yes. What is, how has all of this from the club level to playing at UNC Chapel Hill to now, how has this built off these experiences that we're talking about and these areas of growth built off each other and just made you better and better and better. Like, just being totally real, authentic here, what's been the struggle of victory for you? What's what's your story in that, this area, this topic? Like, how have you grown through it and gotten to where you are now? Well, that's a big question. Um, first, First tip I'm, I'm even going to say before I say anything is give yourself time, give yourself patience, give yourself grace. You're not going to learn everything all at one time. It always comes periodically. Yeah. But yes, if you put more input in, if you read more, if you're in more situations, if you talk to people more, if you are... You know, if you're always interacting with your teammates, you're never, like, pushing something under the rug. Like, you're always going to be adapting and learning. So, don't miss out on those opportunities, but know that it takes time. Um, with me, struggle victory in my... Help me out here. Like, what's what was a major, like, one... I guess one particular moment that comes to mind, whether it's a club or at UNC or you know, going in and out that was a struggle with this topic and you've just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you, like, tell us, tell us what you felt, what was going through your head, what you're experiencing and what caused you to change in that moment and, uh, and, and grow through it to get to where you are now. Absolutely. So 
I just talked about serving your teammates. Mm -hmm. I talked about being the bigger person and adapting. I went a little too far, and I'm not saying don't serve your teammates, don't adapt, but I'm saying it comes to a point where you have to know what kind of player you are, what Mm -hmm. kind of player that you're going to be, because it came to a point when I was serving unconditionally and it was taking so much out of me, people were like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Without even thinking about it, I was just like, oh, serve. And um, uh, think about what you're doing. But um, and I think it's a good thing to serve and like um, just keep adapting. But at some point, realize, okay, what's the best for me? And maybe what do I have to have a confrontational conversation about? Mm-hmm. Like, could you do this a little bit more for me? Sure. And it comes back to those times where we taught you guys to always compliment people when they do what you say. Yes. Because it's so huge. Like, people want to be appreciated for what you ask them to do. So I would just say, serve people, but have some boundaries. I am not somebody that people can walk over. I know that. Goal cards. Talk about who you are. I'm somebody that has unwavering self-confidence in myself. And I'm not going to let anybody say this, 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 and this. I'm going to go, hold up. Hold up. Let's pick a few. And then we'll see what we can work on together. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, it's a maturity thing, definitely. That's good. So, um, but I just want, because you asked that question, it was just, because I'm 22. I'm in my first year pro. If you're like... 12 years old don't be thinking that you need to be examining everything I'm just saying maybe for the older players is start establishing the kind of goalkeeper that you really want to be and your team follows a confident leader Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm every single thing about what I want to be I'm still a growing goalkeeper I'm still a growing person but it's important for you older goalkeepers to know What makes my shoulders push back? Mm -hmm. What makes me stand taller? What makes me walk out on that field knowing I'm the best goalkeeper on that field today? So so that is so, so good. I, 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 that's everything I, I, I learned as well. Very much. I mean, you and I had that conversation. Um, I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to hang out with the North Carolina Courage today. That was a really, really cool experience uh, to be able to watch just so many amazing, talented people um, you know, uh, play today in practice. And, you know, one of the things that I told you walking out in the parking lot, you asked me, how was it? And it was very similar. It's like looking at the, the old me 10, 15 years ago, I would have been so nervous in my skin, but it was interesting. I kind of caught myself on the side of the field. I was just comfortable. It's that quiet confidence. Mm -hmm. And for so long, I wasn't that even as a coach for a long time, I had to work through that. And it was the goal cards. It was associating with people who were in life where I want to be um, and speaking what I want, not what I don't want, you know? I mean, it's as simple as stop saying you can't do something and start saying you can do it. Yep. If you desire for quiet confidence, you desire for humility, you desire to believe in yourself and not waver in yourself, speak it. Say, I am. There's so much power in that word of saying, I am, and then fill in the blank behind it. Even if it's a lie, your mind doesn't know the difference as long as the conviction and the confidence is behind the words. Right. I agree with that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, these little things are so important. And it's don't be deceived. We are not absolute. I could speak for myself. I don't know about you. No. But we are not perfect examples of always speaking the same thing and always, like, being in our most confident image, like, going out on the field. We're just giving you little tips and and do with it what you want. Because I, I would say the more that you do this, the more firmly rooted you will be. Yeah. Because nobody will be able to tell you who you, who you are and what you do. Because you'll yeah. be like, I've been telling myself I'm the most confident person. And I know why. Because I'm great with my hands. I'm great with my distribution. I hit it always to their front foot. You will be deeply confident in things that you say you are, that you know that you do. Do you see a pattern here? Yeah. So don't think that we're the most perfect people on the on the planet and we're we are only the best that you are ever gonna be. <laughs> don't ever think that. Um, but definitely take it serious about what you're what you're speaking and stuff, because if you're saying, Oh, I'll be in this goal forever, like I won't be you know, I won't save another ball. Don't say that. Just say nothing. If you can't say anything good, just say nothing. Yeah. It's so good and just being totally raw and transparent, which, you know, the point of us doing the podcast, one of the things that I had discussed with you and others that will be on with us is just being being real, being able to show that um, people are not alone behind closed doors. We all think very similar thoughts. It's just what helps us be successful at what we do is who we have in our inner circle that helps us in those moments where we need to take a knee in our life, our encouragers, if you would. Um, Or um, one of my favorite books is Balcony People. It's our people in our balcony that are rooting for us. You know, the the people that they want to see us succeed. They don't want to see us fail. They're they're safe people, in other words. And, you know, um, we kind of had a really good conversation. And, you know, I think this would be really... You touched on it just a second, but I think we should elaborate it because I know a lot of my kids in the academy, this is something they personally struggle with and have come to me or come to you with and is, um, and, and pros too. Many of my friends that are pros, you know, they've said the same thing and it's when we get behind closed doors, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. Are we, I, I know I can speak for myself, you know, with my thoughts. Like, goal cards have helped me get my thoughts right. But even sometimes I'm such, you know, um, I'm coming back from an injury from hurting my ankle over something really dumb. But, <laughs> you know, it, it happened. And for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, I put on a little bit of weight. I got a little bit out of shape. Um, I lost strength and now I'm having to start all over and I had just started over and it's like, I feel like I took 20 steps back and (laughs) when I had just made 10 steps forward and it's, you know, um, those thoughts that just would get in my way. And it was people like you, people like John Bush, um, and many other people that I've just, that are good friends in this world and outside of the soccer field that have just come in and been encouragers and then like, no, you've been heading in the right direction, whether it's in the academy or business or life or soccer in general, you know? I mean, what what about you? I mean, like how, because I know we've talked about this too with you, it's how have you overcome that? Besides just goal cards, what, or affirmation cards, what has helped you get out of that funk when you kind of don't feel like speaking them? You know, and you're just, yeah. you're in a bad spot mentally. 
Well, I've not totally overcome them, to be honest with you. Yeah. These are daily battles. These are daily disciplines. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not easy, but what makes, like, the t- like the best of anybody, the most successful people, is they just choose to do it. Yeah. They choose to do it. You can always choose to do it. Um, choose to speak it. But um, one thing that really helps me is perspective. And mm. you talked about your inner circle. Yeah. Sometimes it's really good to just call somebody or talk to somebody, whether it's your dad. I know for a really long time, I mean, still to this day, I mean, there's different mentors in my life. But yes, like I will still call my dad and he will speak of the eye of the tiger. He will speak of um, the little girl, like, like, because I'll be the only Olympian from Olympi- from Liberty Township, Ohio. Yes. Like, he will talk about the dream. He will talk about the journey. He will talk about the victories. Like, yeah. And he will remind me who I am. And sometimes that's valuable. But sometimes, also, is somebody just telling you a story of, well, I knew somebody that overcame five ACL surgeries. Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm a wimp. I'm yep. a wimp. Yep. Um, and sometimes you just need a little perspective. And that's what I love about different stories. And you could find these anywhere. I mean, you could look up, like, Inky Johnson. You can mm. look up, like, anybody. I mean, honestly, I use my Instagram. I don't know if everybody will agree with this, but... <laughs> I use my Instagram, like, I I actually don't follow every single person that I know. I follow mainly people that inspire me, people that can help me in my personal life, um, and pastors, I'm a Christian, um, just good stuff, so that when I'm on social media, when I habitually, like, click, like, the pink button or whatever it is, they do it so well. The love, the love button. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you gotta have some perspective in your life. Um, I don't know if I should edify him, but some guy that runs like a hundred some miles, like he makes you feel like you could do anything. Um, Jesse Itzler is like one of them too. Like just really cool people that do stuff all the time, and they're always encouraging and bringing people up. Like that's who you want to surround yourself with, whether it's somebody personal that you know or somebody that you can be inspired by daily. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think the biggest thing is how can you... When I wake up today, what's constantly on my mind, and I've had to teach myself this, is how do I take my eyes off myself and my issues and my problems and my circumstances and put my eyes on everybody else? How can I, you know, I'm a person of faith as well. How can I pray for somebody that, you know, I don't need to go over and call attention, but, you know that person may need some prayer. How can I, hey, you know what? That person keeps coming across my mind. Let me shoot them a text or give them a call and just let them know I'm thinking of them. You know, um, I mean, just thinking, how can I add value to this world? And if the more, like, if, like, I think this is the biggest thing is so many times, like, different friends, including yourself, like, when you came in town, you noticed something huge that you really valued about what we do in RGA and a lot of it is our culture and you were just like you just went off on this tangent for 10 minutes as we're driving and I was just like almost in tears I think I did tear up and start crying because I've worked so hard for this goal I've fought a lot of adversity I forgot you know I've overcome a lot personally and in business and and the sport and it's just you taking that 10 minutes 
of something that ran through your head, an observation in your head, and you vocalized it, that I treasured more than anything. And they, like, the world needs more of us doing that. More of us taking the time to realize, you know, no matter how big we are in soccer, no matter how big we are in coaching, whatever our title is, that we cannot operate from a position of title, we need to operate as a position of leadership. And leadership is others, not ourselves. Yeah. And the more we can do that and add value to other people, the more the whole world's gonna become amazing, you know, in the process, you of know? Of course. It's kind of a funny thing, just to add on to that, it's funny because the more that <clears throat> you get out of yourself, say you get out of your car, like in your car, you're just thinking about yourself, like, oh, I look ridiculous, I don't have any makeup on, I just, like, played soccer, I gotta go into this... She's ratchet. <laughs> I gotta I gotta go into this grocery store and get some groceries. I'll, you know, don't it's something you, like, don't want to do or something. Sure. And then you just go in there, maybe you see somebody that you know, and you just start a really nice conversation with them, and it's so good. You're like, oh my gosh, you're doing that? Like, you're playing soccer for such and such? Like, oh, you're dating such and such. Um, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, your, you know, your parents had like a, I don't know, like 30 year anniversary. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know. You just talk about good stuff and they're doing good. And maybe they say something nice about you. Like, oh my gosh, you look so great. You look like you've really toned up. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe, like, sometimes it's like, you look really good. You look like you have like a glow on you. The guys are like, Ugh. but just little things. And then after that conversation, it could probably be only like two minutes, but you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. And maybe they said something to you, but maybe like to make you feel good, but maybe they didn't. And it was just you asking about them and them just being excited about you too. Yeah. And it kind of energizes you. So it's so funny how that happens, right? And I know that RJ is doing um, a Christmas yes. like thing this year, yes. like a Christmas like uh, fundraiser and like getting presents and stuff for other kids. And that is going to do unreal things to you guys. Like it is really yeah. crazy how when you just like get past what you're thinking inside of you because it's all just mental. Yeah. This sounds completely conceited <laughs> but sometimes all I have to do is look in the mirror mm. because then I remember man I'm actually a really awesome person yes <laughs> I am <clears throat> excuse me I am my father's daughter I am my mother's daughter and I think the best thing about my parents at that time like Kyle married this girl <laughs> like you know and just like Sometimes you just have to think about yourself and just see how great you are. Because yeah. it'll come. You'll be like, dang, Flabbit. <laughs> You'll be yeah. like, I'm, 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 I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm amazing. So. No, it's so true. I sound ridiculous. I think. No. But I, I, no, totally. Because, not ridiculous. <clears throat> I remember being, I'm 32 now, and I remember being 19 years old and one of my mentors saying, get used to looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself what you are. And I was like, 
oh, this is so weird. Like, I don't know if I, it's like, why would you just look at yourself in the mirror, right? And I would like, so I, I started practicing it. And so I like looked in the mirror and I'd stare myself in the eyes and I'd be like, I love you. <laughs> and then I'd burst out laughing because it was just so weird. But just being able to say, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And I used to like look away a lot. And it took me a while to look myself in my eyes, but it's like, there's like accountability there. There is, it's not like ego or anything like that, but there's, there's something about finding the greatness in yourself and believing in yourself, finding the good in yourself. And I don't mean this in a conceited way, but falling in love with yourself, the self value, right? You know, and it's like, I think um, that's real self-love. Yeah. Self-love is not putting yourself above others. Self-love is knowing who you are and then benefiting the world because of that. Yeah. So I don't want to confuse anybody with all no. the self-love talk, but... <laughs> but it's yeah. important, though. It's true. It's important. So you know, write that down. Yeah, write, write that down. Write that down if you're taking notes, for sure. But, you know, it, it's, it's super, I, you know... I think it's one of the biggest things that held me back most of my life and most of my career was not, was trying to be something on the outside to get approval from everybody else because I hadn't yet made an opinion of myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I needed to find that self-love and I needed to develop an opinion myself because and because I, did, I hadn't yet, I kept seeking from coaches and teammates and friends and other people to tell me who I was and it held me back in a lot of respect but the moment I did I was able to look myself in the eyes have that self-love believe in myself it changed everything and I began to walk with a different you know strut if you would a humble strut (laughs) humble confidence strut and I was it was that quiet confidence that I always desired and I always saw in my heroes that I looked up to on the field and off the field as well. It's like I wanted to be that. I didn't know how to be that. But the the stepping stone, this the formula yep. of me becoming that is finding and developing who I am so everybody else's opinion doesn't matter. And right. I think it honestly reflects right back to when I know who I am, I can't get offended when you say something I don't like. Because I value myself, but I also value you, and I'm not so caught up in your opinion of who I am, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That I know this already, but I, I don't have to be concerned with myself because now I can focus on, well, what did you mean by that, Sam? Yeah. So I can understand where you come from. And if I agree with it, great. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so good. That kind of triggered something in me, so I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Right now. How? How do you find yourself? How do you find yourself? This is good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What are your tendencies? What, in a training session, do you want to be excited about something? Do you want to, like, do you want to be like, woo! Like, (laughs) like, yeah. Is it, is it, is it like that? Is it, um, just really happy and you just love being there? Um, is it that like you don't want to suppress that or is it like you really like being calm you really like being somebody that's like a little bit behind the scenes you're totally okay with it um you fill in the blank what is your tendency like observe yourself this is really good yeah amanda doesn't get offended by things that i say because she observes what i say 
how it makes me feel. Yep. And then kind of filters it. It's yeah. not just boom, impacts her and then it's emotionally, you know what I'm saying? Like if we can have this filter, okay? Because confidence is all different things. We know this, right? Yes. It like people walk all differently who have confidence, confidence. Some people are like loud and proud. They walk in a room, they're like, "Woo, like I party is here." Right, right, right. <laughs> right. But some people are cool confident. Yeah. And this all comes from you observing your tendencies. What do you want to like what do you like being? I'm the person that coaches said, "You need to focus." You need to not get this excited. And I was like, okay, so I, you know, I guess I just have to, you know, be really serious and then, you know, just like be really hardcore and just suppress it all and I can't have fun. That did not do me well. Did not do me well. The one thing I had to learn was there was a little bit of balance. There's time to be focused. There's a time to be a little bit more calm. I love that time because my laser focus like locks in because I'm like mentally prepared like I need to know all the details like I need to know where my feet are I need to be locked in right now and but the thing is if something funny happens I'm gonna laugh at it I'm gonna smile like I love smiling I love smiling and whenever we're playing a drill and it's competitive woo! I let those forwards know I'm like, woo, like, let's go. Like, <laughs> yep. I love that stuff. And like I said, like, there's always an environment, but there are always times to smile, and there are always times to, like, be happy. That's my tendency. That's what I really like doing. That's where I find my fun. Like, that's why I love playing right now for, shoot, I've played since I was five. Now I'm 22. I still love playing because I figured out who I am as a player, who I like being. And you know what? Sometimes I'm not always like that. Sometimes I get really serious and I have to observe that. And I'm like, okay, chill, breathe, and let's go again. Wipe everything from the past, let's move on. And it's fine. That's what marks a pro and an amateur, how soon you can move on. Mm. I'm still working on that. But mm. somebody told me that, one of my coaches told me that, and I was like, mental nugget. It's true. It's very true. Pros mess up too, but it's frequency of mistake. It's they mess up fewer and they move on. Yeah. They move on. That's so, so good. And just in closing here, like just all this has been money in some of your specs, but you just made me think of something, you know, for the longest time I've coached embrace failure. I've been taught try, fail, adjust, try again, try, fail, adjust, try again. And that has been my philosophy. But what I didn't realize is I had a blind spot where I stumbled a little bit myself on certain failures. And I got stuck there just a little bit longer than I should have. Do you reach out to a coach or something? I reached out to one of my, my business mentors. And we had a great conversation. The guy's very successful. He's the CEO of three different billion dollar companies. And pretty good source. <laughs> yeah, pretty good source. I'd say he's got a little bit of skin in the game, credibility here, you know. But we were talking, and one of my biggest hangups that I didn't even realize and he called me out on was, you know, I left college to pursue business, and it was successful for me. But a part of me still, it bothered me that I didn't finish playing uh, soccer on the field and also didn't graduate. And he called me out on it. And he's like, you need to stop thinking and looking down on yourself as 
of failure in this area because you are so successful. You need to let that go. And I was like, what? He said, and another thing is when you make mistakes or you look back and you learn something new, don't beat yourself up for something that you did in the past. And he like referred to the Lion King, Rafiki, and he just like, it was hilarious. Yes, yes, it's in the past, right? And it's like, yeah, I, I just need you to follow me around in certain times, you know, <laughs> and remind me of that. Rafiki, it's in the past. But like, seriously though, but he said this one thing and it was all of a sudden failure became enjoyable. As weird as that may be. And I told this to you yesterday. And he said, Amanda, you need to stop thinking of failure as a noun, person, place, or thing, right? And you need to start thinking of it as a verb. And I started, started thinking about that. And I'm like, how many times in my life have I made a mistake and gone home, got behind doors, and it's something stupid. I said something dumb because I was nervous. Or I did something dumb because I was nervous or, or whatever. I just naive. And I went home and I spent the next week beating myself up in private instead of realizing it's an, it's an action. It's, it, I had to do that to learn. What yeah. did I learn from it? Because beating myself up behind closed door, what's that going to do to me? How, how much good is that going to do to beat myself in the ground? It's not. Because now I'm making it a part of my identity. And when I make it a part of my identity, I can't move on because I think of myself as a failure. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's a verb, it's an action. It's something I did. Now I'm going to do another action. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to do another action after that. And I'm gonna, this time, I'm going to try again based on what I learned. Because we can't... So many times in school, you know, I think I got some credibility. I was a BC student. <laughs> barely past high school. <laughs> but, you know, like you know, are, we're taught, like, if you fail in school, you're a failure. And it's like, no, 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 no. When I look back, hindsight 2020, whenever I fail an exam, I wanted to do good in that class. So I, I, school didn't come easy. So I studied harder for that next exam to get better at it. And if we just apply that same thing in life, and everything we do and on the soccer field, it's just going to make us so much better. Mm-hmm. It's an action word. It's a verb. Right. I'm still working on that. Yeah, I'm me still too. On that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. easier easier to process now, I, I would say. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you just got to have people around you that know that too. Because yeah. otherwise, they'll beat you up for that failure. Oh, yeah. And you can't have that, especially when you're starting out. You need a soft landing. You need somebody that's like, let's go again. Yeah. Let's go again. All right, so we're going to wrap this up, guys. This has been our first Coffee and Leadership with Pros, plural. We got a few other people that we'll be interviewing. This is our, our coffee. <laughs> but um, Sam, you're on Instagram. How can people find you? What's your your Instagram handle? My Instagram is Samantha Leshnack Murphy. We'll tag that. It's really long. <laughs> I know. Only for right now. But, yep, you can find me there. I'm usually just just there but yeah well we look forward to doing future podcasts and having a few more pros stay tuned guys and it was great seeing you guys today bye
What I love about the courage is right when I got in the locker room, right when I was with all the girls on the field, the coaches, Paul Riley, Paul Riley specifically, hold such a high standard, want you to hit it to their front foot on a tee, things so specific, pro-style, seriously, anything pro-style. And the girls uphold the standards. The captains hold everybody accountable. What I love is that there's no low on the totem pole. It is everybody is one. Leaders bring up everybody to meet them. They hold standards. Hold yourself accountable. It's, it's so special. And what happens is the culture runs itself then. Yeah. It becomes easier as a, as a leader, as a coach. As a, as a parent, even for your kids, like, because the culture will run itself. If you set the standards, you're an example, the ship runs itself. And I think it's a lot less work than you would actually think it would be. Yeah. And just in closing here, I think the biggest thing that, you know, I just heard this week was just, you know, define what your definition of success is. We each have a different definition of success and, you know, everybody's different and it's neither right or wrong. And, um, and live your life by that, progressing a little bit every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, every day you're striving. You, who was it that said, be, Sam, you said, be your best. You're striving every day to be your best. I, or to be better. What is it? What did you say? You're striving not, to be. Not to be perfect, mm-hmm. but did I bring everything I could today? Like, yeah. was my work ethic there? Did I plan out the day? Did I define what a win is in each category. Like, what is the win for my physical progression? I, I went to the gym yeah. and brought what I could that day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's your win. Maybe, Sometimes like, showing up was the best thing you did. Right. Yeah. Small yeah. So victories. define yeah. what the win is so that every day you can be like, I did everything I could today to be better. Yeah. So in closing here, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, um, if you could just uh, give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. For sure. Um, and reshare. Um, we want this to be shared with everybody and, and reach more than just the soccer community, but leaders in general and coaches in all sports. Um, so, um, again, if you're in the area, check out the local cup. They are amazing. They are coffee sponsors of choice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really good coffee at that. For sure. And uh, everybody have a great week. Guys, so excited to have you guys here on board with us today and listening uh, to our Coffee and Leadership Pro episode four. Today we had our RGA and VSA staff here with us sharing on culture and environment, the secret sauce to what make our what makes RGA work and more. Listen in as we share from our club experience as players and our youth and through college and pro and now coaching. So super excited. And as always, a shout out to our sponsor, the Local Cup. If you haven't been there, two minute drive from our field. Enjoy.